As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to an all-new Game Notes podcast, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Dave DeFore. I'm joined by Tony Jones, our Utah Jazz beat reporter. Tony, the Utah Jazz, I think they're who we thought they were. I mean, so far through the series, right? Like, Yeah, pretty good. What are, you know, what are we, two games through the series? You know it's going to be a long series. You know the Jazz are not going to sweep. They're going to be ups and downs. But to this point in the series, the Jazz have been very, very impressive. Uh, Rudy Gobert, man, in game two, I thought just uh, a little bit of an unsung hero because Donovan Mitchell was so awesome and and Ingles and Boyan were great down the stretch. But, man, that was a bell-to-bell crazy defensive performance by Rudy Gobert in game two, man. I thought he was awesome. I actually feel kind of bad because in the story that I wrote um, on the game, you know, I, you know, I wrote about, you know, Utah's toughness and, you know, their ability to be resilient and – you know, and I wrote uh, a little bit about Donovan, a little bit about Bojan, a little bit about, you know, Joe, you know, that story, that entire story could have been about Rudy Gobert's dominance. Like it easily could have been 1500 words on, you know, Rudy Gobert just, you know, completely, you know, shutting down a lane and taking over the game defensively because that's what he did. I mean, you look at the stats and he had 13 points. He had 20 rebounds. I believe he had three block shots, but those stats don't come close to doing um, justice on how good Gobert was uh, in game two. Uh, he completely took, he completely uh, shut down the lane and, you know, simultaneously while shut, shutting down the lane, um, he, you know, he, he got out and, and guarded the perimeter as well. He, he was sensational um in, in in game two and and I don't think that he gets enough credit for it yeah um how'd you feel about him on the offensive end because that's where you know everybody worries about him getting played off the court I think and it's not so much about him it's about the other the other guys out there and you can really see the difference that Boyan Bogdanovich is adding this year compared to last year I think right well you know everybody everybody's role to play in the offense I mean you know, it, it's it's something that contributes to to what the Jazz are offensively, right? So, you know, Gobert, what did he have? Five shots last night, thirteen points on five shots. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the gravity rolling down a lane, 
you know, has been significant. Um, you know, his ability to catch and finish is, is obviously significant. Um, you know, it, it, you have to commit, um, you know, more than one guy to, to, to keep him off the offensive boards, particularly when the Clippers go small. Um, you know, so I, I thought he was fine offensively. Um, you know, I thought he was uh, A-plus level defensively. To put it into context, he, he's been every good defensively in this series as Donovan Mitchell has been offensively. It's just that we don't often talk about, you know, we don't often talk about defense as a, you know, as a chick thing um, in, in terms of basketball. So, you know, I, I think that, I think that Gobert has, has really through, through two games, just really dominated the series, uh, at what he does. And, you know, it's just been really difficult for the Clippers. Uh, somebody messaged me yesterday and, you know, they said, you know, Hey, you know, the, the Clippers, and it was a Clippers beat writer. And he's like, Hey, the Clippers are due for a game because they're missing a lot of wide open shots. And I agree with that sentiment partially, but, you know, here's the thing, Gobert takes away the basket. So you're not getting anything in the paint. And that puts a lot of pressure on you to make jump shots. And, you know, it's, it's just a different game for the Clippers than uh, what they face against the Mavericks because, you know, you knew against the Mavericks that if you if you're if you're if your shot wasn't going, you could easily just get to the basket and, and score at the rim. And, you know, against the Jazz, it's like, OK, when we know we're not going to score at the rim. So, you know, we have to shoot 50 percent for three or we have to make all of our mid range shots. And it's just a different level of pressure. Yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, let's talk about Donovan, man. We were, we were worried about the health. And uh, I think uh, maybe we should just not worry about it anymore. I mean, he got a little bit tied up with Paul George. At the end of game two, had that that little bit of a moment where he was limping a little bit, was worried about the ankle. After the game, he said everything is fine. Clearly, it's fine when he's out there playing. I mean, he just looks so confident. We're watching this guy become something else, I think, right now. Yeah. <laughs> Are we watching him become Dwayne Wade? <laughs> I, I don't know if we can go that far, but clearly this guy is a next-level playoff performer. I mean, he's playing like a top-10 player in these playoffs and this is not new he did it last year too i feel like the guys who watch him every day are not surprised by this and you know i feel like a lot of people who watch him sporadically are, are kind of surprised but i'm not surprised at all because from covering donovan for four years he's a maniacal worker and like he's a guy that's a gym rat he's in the gym you know every day working on his, on his game trying to to better himself on the basketball court and he's got so many attributes you know he's he's a one percent athlete you know he's got an elite handle on the ball uh he's become an elite shooter uh in every way catch and shoot pull up uh one dribble pull-ups off the dribbles 
Um, he gets to the basket because nobody can stay in front of him because his first step is so ridiculous. Um, and he's, he's become, you know, earlier in his career, finishing at the basket was a weakness and that's becoming, he's turning that into a strength and he's becoming a better playmaker for others. Um, and you know, you could, you, you could see it last year, um, in, in the bubble, but through all four years of, of his career, he's always been a guy who, who turns it up in the playoffs. He did it, uh, in his rookie season against Oklahoma city. Um, uh, he had a, a terrible series against Houston in his rookie season. Uh, he had a bad series against Houston in his second season. Uh, I remember that series again, that series in his second season after Houston, um, when they lost in the fifth game, um, I remember him being in a locker room, not wanting to talk to anybody, uh, just kind of sitting by himself, you know, just kind of brooding over that performance. And you could see, I remember watching him in the locker room and I could, and, and, and I, I said to myself, I said that he's going to be great because he's taking these performances personally. And, you know, you could see it like right now, like he's, he's kind of putting it all together and he knows that there, there's very few things that you can do, uh, in, in terms of guarding him. And he's just been, um, you know, he's, he's been close to the best player in the playoffs this year. I know it kind of sounds blasphemous to say, but wow, it is. It's him or Kevin Durant, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, listen, he, he's just confident, right? He's getting those shots. Now, part of this is that the Clippers are letting him. These soft switches have to go. And then they started bringing a double, and it's a soft double. And guess well, what? they did the same Donovan thing against Luka. Absolutely. And Donovan Mitchell is making him pay. But he's got better shooters around him. And he's got other playmakers. This is the difference between Dallas and Utah if, if you're the Clippers. You cannot go give a soft double on Donovan Mitchell. You either have to commit or don't. Because Donovan Mitchell can make those reads, and guess what? So can the next guy, and so can the next guy. So you are constantly going to be in rotation. And I'm sorry, man, but you don't have a big. Guess what? <laughs> when Utah gets you in rotation, that that often is either going to be an uncontested three or it's going to be a Rudy dunk. And so far, that's been working out great for the Jazz. And, and you know the Clippers are going to have to tighten up that defense. In particular, I think that they, they need to stay connected. These soft switches have to go. As a matter of fact, I don't get why they're not like putting Kawhi on Donovan Mitchell yet. That's something that they haven't even broken. Well, out. they have. No, they have not, not not as the primary defender. I mean, and I, this goes back to the point that you and I kind of discussed previously: is Kawhi maybe a little bit worn down, and that's why we're not seeing him take that that job a little bit more. You can't put Kawhi on Donovan Mitchell for forty. Not for minutes. the full game. No, you can't ask him to take all of those defensive possessions because the, what the Jazz are going to do is just put him in the action every. every they're going to say they're they're going to say okay, Kawhi, you're going to win some of those possessions, but we're going to put you in the action every time because that's going to wear you out offensively by the third quarter. So yeah. you can't do that, and 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 that goes to the problem that the Clippers have. I don't know that they had the personnel to stop Donovan Mitchell in this series, you know. Pat Beverly, you know, he's more bark than bike, um, more bark than bite. So, yeah, he's he's going to make a show of it for a few possessions. But really, if Donovan gets him in the space, he's he's cooking him. Um, Paul George can't guard him. Donovan saw if Paul George 
in, in I was going to say Paul one. George's defense has not been good in this series at all. And, but yeah. you know, it's hard to it's hard to place the blame I think on one guy because the whole team has not really been good. Right. But I saw Donovan. I saw Donovan get the best of Paul George when he was a rookie. When Paul George was a much better def- that version of Paul George defensively was much better than the version we have now. So. I, you know, Paul George can't really like, I, I just don't know that there's, you know, the, the best guy that has a chance is Kawhi. You just don't want, want Kawhi to have all those possessions because you need him to do so much offensively. So I don't know that there's a good, um, I just don't know that there's a, that there's a good matchup for Donovan Mitchell uh, on the Clippers. The, the best matchup in the Western conference that's, re- that's remaining for Donovan Mitchell to me, in my mind, is Mikael Bridges from from the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I mean that's going to be the next series, right? <laughs> that would be the next series. I don't think anybody in Denver can guard him right now. I don't think anybody in I don't think anybody other than Kawhi uh, can guard him for the Clippers. Somebody like Mikael Bridges is a good matchup for Donovan right now because Mikael won't. He doesn't command a lot of uh, possessions offensively, and he has the length and athleticism to make it hard for Donovan defensively. Um, but other than that, yeah, Donovan's cooking. And, yeah. and that's that's a, that's a problem for everybody else. But again, man, the, the Clippers' defense has just not been good. They've not shot the ball well. I mean, look, they're not helping themselves out at all in this series, and Utah is capitalizing at every moment. I mean, think about that, that three that Ingles hits where he just walks into the wide-open three. You know, right. just completely disconnected defense right. on on behalf of the Clippers. And, and those sorts of failings, Utah is just going to hammer them every single time. And, and Ingles and Boyan down the stretch hammered every mistake that the Clippers made. You know, it was funny uh, that that Ingles three to make it 113-103, Donovan was like ferociously clapping for the ball the entire way up the floor. And Ingles was trying to give him the ball, right? Like, so he's trying to give him the ball. He's trying to give him the ball. And then Ingles looks in front of him and he's like confused, right? Because he's like, oh my God, there's nobody in front of me. Donovan's clapping for the ball, but there's nobody in front of me. What am I supposed to do? And then it was like, I think I have to shoot this ball because nobody's in front of me. Like, that's that's how open he was. Like, he had this entire thought process and... And, you know, finally he goes up to shoot and Donovan realizes, oh, my God, there's nobody in front of Joe. He's going to take this wide open shot. And it turned out to be the shot of the game. And you can't have that kind of defensive breakdown um, in, in, in that kind of a juncture. And I think that that's what this series has been defined um, as so far, which is, you know, the Jazz have have had a lot better of an intention to detail than the Clippers have to this point in the series. What do you expect from the Clippers in game three? Like what kind of an adjustment should the Jazz be looking for from them? Well, I think it, it's going to be big if the Clippers can get Serge Ibaka back. Well, hold on. Now, hold, hang on though. Because if he comes back and he looks like he did a couple weeks ago, that's no help. That's true. <laughs> that's worse. If he comes back and he's healthy, we might be talking about things differently because I think if the Clippers switch everything with Marcus Morris uh, at the five, there's no rim protection. Um, if they play Zubak or if they play De- uh, DeMarcus Cousins, they're just going to be food in the drop, uh, in the drop big coverage. Um, so, you know, what you have is, you know, Serge Ibaka can protect the rim. 
and he can hold up and switches. Now I'm talking about, you know, healthy Serge Ibaka and he can still space the floor offensively. So, you know, to me, he's the guy that's, that that's going to be big for the Clippers against the Jazz because he's he's the matchup that I think ties everything together. Um, what what Ty Lue's been looking for for the last two games. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Uh, how do you see the, the next two games, I, go, I guess? Uh, because I think the Clippers likely make adjustments, probably shoot a little bit better at home in game three. But I don't know that they've got enough answers for, for every player in Utah. And, and a lot of this is going to rest on Mike Conley coming back in game three or game four. Um, but losing those first two on the road for the Clippers, I, I just don't know how they're going to climb out of that hole because th- these teams are really, really close as far as talent goes. Well, they can climb out of the hole. I think the Clippers are going to win a game three. Um, Me too. That's my expectation. Yeah, that's my expectation. I mean, that that's the, okay, that's the, all right, we got to win this game or our, that's our season. So, you know, you got to think that they're going to come and they're, they're going to play really desperate and they're, they're, they're going to get – they're gonna get. They're gonna get Saturday, and then I think Game Four goes back to it possibly being up in the air, and, and the team who executes the best, that's the team that, that wins it. You know, so I think you got to look at it like if you're the Jazz, right? If you can figure out a way to get a split, like you could just, you know, you figure out a way to get a split, you come back and you try to you try to end this in five. Other than Serge Ibaka. You know, the, the Clippers are out of adjustments. You need your guys to play better, right? Like you need Reggie Jackson, you know, you need Reggie Jackson to distribute some of that shooting wealth to the other guys. Right. And is Reggie Jackson going to go for 29 points again? Hell no. Well, I don't know though, actually. <laughs> let me, let me step back. Cause I think Reggie Jackson is making himself a little bit of money with the way he's playing in the playoffs. Um, I, I'm not sure that he's making starter money, but I, I bet he, you know, gets a, a multi-year contract after this. Cause he's showing that in the right role, he can be a useful guy. I mean, he did shoot 41% from three this season. Um, but none of the other guys are really helping him much. Paul George needs to be aggressive from the jump. You know, when he was, when he was attacking the basket, that's when the Clippers have looked their best the entire playoffs. You know, right. he's getting to the line. He's putting pressure on the rim, putting pressure on Rudy. You know, hopefully you can get Rudy in some foul trouble early. If you're the Clippers. Right. Right. And disrupt what Utah wants to do, kind of mess with their rotations, throw them off a little bit. But it's going to take more than just Kawhi showing up and more than Reggie Jackson hitting shots when, frankly, Utah wasn't even guarding him a lot. Well, that was the thing. They, they, I thought the Jazz were very lax on Reggie Jackson, particularly down the stretch. You know, they let him walk into like two or three threes down the stretch. And it's just like, Okay, Reggie Jackson's hit like four of these. Maybe it's time to to kind of respect him a little bit, you know. But it's understandable because they committed so many defensive resources to Kawhi Leonard. If you're the Clippers, right? Like this, what what has to happen is Kawhi Leonard's got to be, you know, one of the three best players in the world. Like he's just got to take over the series. If you're the Clippers, because there are no. But what does Paul George have to be? be right? Like that's the thing, right? Like Paul George has to be something. Does he? I mean, Paul George is just Paul George at this point. You know, I voted him third team All-NBA. Do you think he's going to play to that level in this series? I mean, he hasn't. 
He hasn't. Period. The defense has been the weirdest thing from from him. But again, it's the Clippers as a team. Yeah, I see. Here's the thing. All right, and, and you know, here's the thing where I agree with you with his defense. Donovan Mitchell's been cooking him, right? But to me, from my perspective, I'm like, okay, I expect Donovan Mitchell to cook him, um, because I just don't think he can guard Donovan. But Jordan Clarkson's been cooking him, and that's what should. Oh happen. yeah. I mean, but it, that's going to happen though. <laughs> But as good as Jordan Clarkson has been this year, you know, you expect Paul George to win more possessions guarding Gordon Jordan Clarkson than what Jordan than what has actually been happening. Jordan Jordan cooked him in game two. And that absolutely that's, cooked him. That's what can't happen. And if he doesn't, the Clippers win game two, right? Like if Jordan that's Clarkson true. doesn't go off, Donovan Mitchell's thirty seven points might probably doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, you, you need full production for, from Utah, I think, to win this series. It, you know, it's it basically that's the point we're at in the playoffs. <laughs> you need everybody to step up. And that's what the Clippers aren't getting right now. So unless they figure it out, this series could be done in five, man. It could be. I think it's going to go six or seven. I think it's closer. Look, the Jazz are not going to shoot 50% for the rest of the series and, and from three. And the Clippers are not going to shoot uh you know, 36 and below for the rest of the series. And I think that the shooting numbers in this series will be the biggest differ- differentiator. Well, here's the thing, right? A series doesn't start until a home team loses a game. Well, I think I think that you're starting late if you're down 0-2. That's, what, <laughs> I, that's my pushback when yes. people say it doesn't start until the yes. home team loses a game. That is true. Yeah. But at this point, the only thing that the Utah Jazz have done is hold serve at home. Like, that's the only thing they've done. Mm-hmm. But now Clippers have to win four out of five. Now, my, my question is, if you're the Clippers, you know, are you demoralized that you did not get one of these two games without Mike Conley? Mm. That's rough, right? Because the Jazz are going to go up. It's going to get harder. Not going to be as much Mie Yoni. If minutes, Mike Conley right? comes back, there will be no Mie only. Right. And, so, and if Mike Conley comes back, then all of a sudden, you know, Donovan gets a second dynamic ball handler and, you know, they're not they're not struggling to distribute possessions because the Jazz struggled to distribute possessions in the first two two games. Donovan Mitchell had a fifty percent usage rate in in the second half of game two. That's unsustainable. You well, know? It might so, be sustainable over a playoff series, though. You know, you never know. Um, I, I will say though, I thought, if I Mike thought Conley's he was back. Oh, certainly. But if Mike Conley's yeah. back. That's not a concern, right? But you you know you've right. got a guy who can turn it up if you need it. And but Mike Conley, man, you know, they they start to do this soft double on on Donovan Mitchell again. How how is that gonna work when it's Mike Conley out there? Right. right. Like we saw how well it worked <laughs> for Utah every single time they brought that weak double. You're not gonna be able to do that at all with Mike Conley out there. So I think your options even go lower. Or better yet, how does it work when it's when it's second unit time and those Joe Ingles possessions in the second unit are all of a sudden Mike Conley possessions in the second unit and not Joe Ingles possessions. Then it becomes, okay, now you got to deal with 48 minutes of, of a diamond of, of, of dealing with a dynamic backcourt guy instead of, you know, 35 or however many minutes Donovan plays. Yeah. And it's a different game. Well, uh, so predictions game three and four, I, I think, uh, Clippers take game three. I think Utah is going to win game four, though. I think they go back to Utah up 3-1. Clippers game three, toss up game four. Like, I think game four Mm -hmm. can go 
either way. Like, I fully think that it's possible. I think it's fully possible that we come back on Wednesday and the series is tied at 2-2. I guess we'll find out. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the Game Notes Podcast.